Welcome to Unbroken Jars. I'm Doug. And I'm Randy. And this is a podcast where we explore real stories of real life and real faith. For the next few episodes, we will get into the idea of our interest turned to mission. You're listening to episode one, Board Games and a Mission. The light of Jesus shines through the darkness. We carry this light in unbroken jars of clay. We have a life and a story about our faith journey, but we're not struck down or destroyed. Our stories shine the light on Jesus and his power. Our faith walk has forever been shaped by the life of one man, Jesus. Jesus continues to use real life stories of those around us to mold us. We will dive into this world by investigating, interviewing, and walking alongside real people who share their stories. Their stories of struggle, sin, joy, and victory, and how God is leading them will help shape your faith journey in Unbroken Jars of Clay. And for our first podcast in this series, we're both excited to have Dean Dunning as our special guest today. Dean is a 2003 graduate from Middle Tennessee State University with a bachelor's degree in anthropology and psychology and a minor in religious studies. He went on to get a degree in Christian studies from Lipscomb in 2007. He's a product of campus ministry, giving his life to Christ in 2001 while being influenced by the campus minister, Mike Stroud, as well as the interns in the ministry, including Doug Smith. He met his wife, Amanda, as a student at MTSU, and they've been married 15 years and have two children, Elias, eight, and Oliver, four. He has been in vocational ministry for 15 years, including 11 years as the director of Raiders for Christ. Welcome, Dean. It's great to have you join us today. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on. Well, thanks for being had. Uh, We need need people like you, Dean, in the world. Um, (laughs) Hey, I I, I do want to just jump into this and go ahead and uh, start with a question here. And uh, we're we're obviously wanting to get to know people's lives. And uh, so so why don't you tell us briefly about, uh, you know, about your faith journey and kind of what brought you into campus ministry. And even, you know, you mentioned something before about anthropology your, your, and, and your interest in <laughs> anthropology. And that's, that's a good story. So uh, Doug's probably heard my story a lot over the years, I would imagine. But I, uh, I grew up Catholic and uh, grew up in Michigan and, and, you know, went to church every Sunday, that sort of thing. But it, my junior year of high school, I, I decided that it was more important to work on Sundays than it was to go to church. And so um, for uh, that started my junior year of high school. And for about four years, I, I recognized that faith wasn't a super important part of my life. Uh, I would, you know, go to church on occasion, but really hardly at all. I just knew that if I, if I could work, I would do that, I'd rather do that, make money. And so I went off to college, did a lot of partying, that sort of thing that, you know, the stereotypical college life. And I transferred to Middle Tennessee State University for my junior year of college, and I remember my my roommate Brent 
asked me if I would like to go to Devo that night. This is the first day of classes. And I said, what is Devo? And he said, well, it's the time we get together and we sing and, and we hear a message from somebody. And I said, well, not really. That's not appealing. And he said, they'll have free food beforehand. And that changed my, <laughs> changed my mind very quickly. And so I went for the free food. And I, I remember this. I, I don't have a great memory at this point in my life, but this is one memory I, that really sticks with me. I walked into this room after we get done eating, we go in this room to see a room, a giant room full of college students singing, praising, uh, praising the Lord. And I remember thinking, this is something different than I've ever seen because nobody's forcing them to be here. Their family isn't making them come. They're just here because they want to be. Right. And it was at that moment in my life that God just grabbed a hold of me and, and didn't let go. And so I, I met my wife at that ministry. Um, had some really big influences in my life, like Doug and, and Mike Stroud and some other people like that. And um, it kind of set me off on this course to to seek out doing campus ministry. And so Doug actually helped me. Um, I had two options to stick around MTSU or to go to another school to intern to to learn more about campus ministry. So I ended up sticking around at MTSU, but I had to finish up my undergrad. This is the, the anthropology story. I'll, I'll be very brief. But, so I knew I, I was going to be going to grad school to, um, to study theology, but I needed to finish up my undergrad. And I had a few options. And so I decided that uh, psychology would help me out in ministry in a lot of ways. And then the, yeah, I needed to, to focus on something else. And so I picked anthropology because I recognize there's going to be a lot of people that are different than me in anthropology, a lot of people who might not know the Lord. And so I was absolutely right. I met a lot of people there that did not know the Lord, and it opened up some opportunities for me to share the gospel in there. And then I also did religious studies as my minor because the same reason, you know, I, just meeting people with different worldviews than what I had was um, was important to me. So that's that's kind of the path I went, and then I did theology in grad school, and then here I am, you know, 15 years later or something like that. Sure, and actually, in future episodes, we'd like to bring you back and talk about some of the some of the people that you met in anthropology. Um, that you, yeah, you, you mentioned it that it has shaped you to bring you to where you are. That's a, a great interest, and like I said, that's something in the future we'd like to talk to you more about. Yeah, absolutely. So, Dean, you're you're serving in ministry, and it's clear you have a passion and love for campus ministry. Uh, we want to get to know you at a different level, a deeper level. Uh, for example, like, what are some of your interests that would help us to know you as a person and not just a minister? Like, what are your what are some things you're into outside of ministry? So I like tennis. That's always been a big passion of mine. Um, tennis? <laughs> playing, yeah, I played in high school. And then um, actually when I went to MTSU, we would play about four days a week uh, for wow. hours and hours every week. Just uh, It was a lot. And we really enjoyed doing that. But also uh, board games have been a big passion of mine. You know, I have a board game podcast. Um, I, I grew up playing a lot of board games with my family when my wife and I got married we didn't have cable, so we played a lot of a lot of board games with, uh, with us and then with our neighbors in our um, apartment complex. Okay, and I've I've heard something about Weebles, Weeble Town, Weeple Town. What exactly <laughs> is that? So Meeple Town is the, the, the first of all. Let's Weeble get it right. are the <laughs> Weeble Weeble wobbles wobble, but they don't fall down. Yeah, there That's you the go. Weebles. Confused. Uh, <laughs> That's you're talking our generation now. You're talking. Our generation. <laughs> 
Um, so a meeple, there's a game called Carcassonne out there, and Carcassonne has these little wooden people, and they coined the term meeple to um, to describe those. And so now in a lot of board games, when they have these wooden people in the games, they refer to them as meeples. Mm-hmm. And so we just dubbed our podcast Meeple Town uh, to kind of get that feel of a community of people who enjoy playing board games. And how did that start? I mean, what what prompted you to set up a podcast for that? I had been thinking about for a while. I had actually i I was using my phone in my car on occasion. I would hit the record button on my phone and just start talking about board games because I thought this would be kind of cool. I listened to board game podcast, and I, I thought you know this would be a neat practice. And so I did that for I don't know maybe a month or so. And I was at church one morning and my preacher and I, he's a big board game fan. And so we started talking about it and I don't remember whose idea it was, but said, Hey, let's, let's start a podcast. Let's, let's do this. And the idea of doing this with somebody else was a lot more appealing than me just alone talking about board games. You know, we, sure. we feed off each other well and uh, we both enjoy what we're doing and we're passionate about people um, sitting around the table and enjoying time together. And so this, it's been a really good fit. Yeah, that's that's actually really interesting that, that you started with a phone in your car. I'm sure there's a lot of people that are, that, that is I mean, honestly where that begins. And it didn't begin because of coronavirus, right? It's just like, we're looking for something to do. Um, I, I love that there was a connection there. I, I did see one of the things I saw on, I went on Meeple Town and kind of uh, tried to figure this out. Not not Weebles, but Meeple. Um, and I did see that the tagline on your podcast is strengthening community through board gaming. And that's, that's really interesting. I love that tagline. Uh, tell us a little bit about that because you and I've already had a little bit of a conversation about this and really what drew me to want to talk to you about this altogether. But tell us a little bit about that tagline and, and, and all that you have with regards to that. Yeah, so when we were coming up with what our mission statement was for our podcast, we knew that we wanted it to be something that focused on community because that's uh, that's for us. Board games are fun, but really, it's just it's just a tool. You know, for us, it's it's just a catalyst for something bigger than that. If, if sitting around with other people, having our phones put away, uh, being face to face, and and just enjoying an activity together that opens up conversation. And allows us just to build this community, and so we we always have that in mind. And it's difficult, especially in this day and age, during the um, you know quarantining, COVID nineteen, everything that's going on in our world. It's a lot more difficult to sit down with a group of people at a table. But for us, we've we've wanted that to be a focus of of what we do. And so we've we've hosted some game nights at schools that we thought, what are what are some ways that we can bless our community? You know, what are some ways that we can use this? To, to boost um, community, to boost uh, families in our community. So uh, my wife is a teacher, and so I talked to her principal or had her talk to her principal and said, hey, can we do this game night? Because we think that this could really boost um, these family relationships, allow students and, and their parents to, to enjoy time together without phones, without television. And he said, yeah, sure. So we we hosted this game night, myself, John, who is my co-host and my wife, we all had different tables set up where we would teach games. And we brought, I don't know, maybe 30 games or something like that. And we said, let's just try this. You know, let's, let's see how this will work. And we set up those games ready to teach them. We had, I think 60 people come to that first one that we did. And, um, 
and we were teaching, I was teaching two or three games at one time. My wife was teaching the same, and and so was John. And, you know, we would see a family that was together, and and they picked up a game that looked interesting to them and, and, you know, something that they thought, hey, we could really enjoy this. So we would sit down with them, teach them the game. And one cool thing that came out of that is I I know the, the owner, we have a board game cafe in Nashville, and I know the owner, and so I reached out to him, and I said, hey, Rick, we would love to to promote you guys. We love what you're doing. They have this facility where people can come play board games, eat food, drink coffee. And I would love to promote what you guys are doing. And he said, tell you what, I'm going to send you some free games and you raffle them off. And he didn't, that's all he wanted to do. He didn't care for publicity. He just loved what we were doing. And so we, we did that. We raffled off a couple games. You just had to show up. We called out your name and you got a free game. And that night we promoted, hey, we want to thank GamePoint uh, Cafe in Nashville for doing this for us. And, you know, here's their address. Here's their information if you want to go check them out. And one of the families, it was a family of four, I believe, uh, we did this game night on a Thursday. On Saturday, they went up there in the morning to GamePoint Cafe and they spent the entire day together playing board games and it was so cool because they said, you know, normally we would have been watching TV. We would have been on our phones doing different things. But this allowed us to just sit together. We laughed. We had a great time. We, we, we found some games we'd never heard of before. And we just had a, a great time. And for us, you know, that, that's what we're trying to do with our podcast. You know, again, just using board games as kind of a catalyst for something bigger. So when did it turn to that? I mean, obviously, I mean we're we're doing something different right i mean obviously when we look at this we 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 the idea is to reach out to people who already have a story and we already know kind of the ending to the story and but 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 what you're saying is y'all had an interest in games and and in the not just games because there's video games out there it's a whole different world right you had an interest in board games specifically and you took that interest and began to take shape of something that then became a community thing. When did that transition begin to happen a little bit? Yeah. So just from the the games to that that community piece, yeah, yeah, I, I yeah. think for I think for John and I both, um, we for us even without having talked about that, that's always been a really important part for us. You know, we we go to church together. We're both. Uh, John's the, the the preacher at my church. I'm a minister outside of that church. But, you know, we're, we're always thinking of ways that we can connect with people. Yeah. And and so we said, you know, we really enjoy doing this hobby. This is a lot of fun, something, you know, that, that we can really, uh, that we really get into. What if we do some game nights at, at church? Because, you know, we need to do a better job of promoting community and families knowing each other better. And so we always have that piece of, of connecting communities together. But it wasn't until, you know, again, maybe maybe six months or something after we started the podcast, we said, you know, we're getting on here, we're talking about games, but we want this to be something more than just talking about games. Right. And it was at that point where we said, this is something we're already passionate about. Let's try to use this podcast to, to kind of promote that community even more. Did you, did you see, I, I guess... I'm kind of curious. I know there's such a big uh, demand for video gaming. Uh, What was the reaction to the kids gathering around a table with their parents to play a board game? Was there, I guess what I'm saying was, was, was there (laughs) like, what do we do with this? Or what's the, what was the reaction to all that? Was there rioting? (laughs) So I, yeah. Oh, they were flipping (laughs) tables over. No, they, okay. In my heart of hearts, I believe 
God is a God of, of community, yes. right? You know, he, he, within himself, there's the, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. There's community ingrained within the identity of, of who God is. And so I think that because we're made in the image of God, we also have that, right? I think we also have this, this innate desire for community to, to connect with people face to face in a way that you can't get through Zoom, in a way that you can't get through video games that has to be in close proximity of, of being with people. And so they, they showed up and I think there's, you know, maybe a little bit apprehension of what we're going to, what are we going to run into? I don't know if I like board games and, you know, there was some of that, but as soon as people came in and they saw other people, how much fun they're having, I think it changed immediately. They, they saw, okay, these can be fun. And you know, there's, there's lots of different games that we can play you know, some people really like these huge, heavy strategy games that make you really think for a long time. If that's your thing, that's great. You know, go for it. But there's also games where we can sit around and we can, you know, hoot and holler and, 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 you know, yell out answers and we're all playing this game at the same time. And, uh, there's games that are real time that kind of give you the feel of video games a little bit, but it's still in close proximity with people. And so once they saw, okay, there is a game for me, it might not be the game that they're playing, but there's a game for me out there. And they found that, oh, that connection was so cool because then they really got into it and they said, okay, maybe this isn't so bad. Maybe this is more fun than I anticipated. Yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting because when, when I think about first, first off, you know, per, perspective from the inside is when I start thinking about playing games, my first thing is, that's my, it's always my first reaction. And I don't know why my family loves games, but it, you have to get started and it has, you're right. One of the things you said just a minute ago is like that community kind of, it, 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 you didn't say this exactly, but basically it builds on itself. You see other people having fun with board games and it's, it piques your interest a little bit. Um, yeah, you can strip away some of this, this video where you're not just everybody's staring forward. You're actually looking in people's eyes Yeah, in a world right now that we're in the middle of this stinking pandemic that has basically caused us to cover half of our faces. And all you see is people's eyes. We're all craving some community. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, so the thought of, of, yeah. of, of board games right now, just anywhere is like, a breath of fresh air, and um, that's just cool how how you guys have brought a passion that you have into uh, into something that Christ can work in. Yeah, and it's interesting. You know, you would think that in this in this day and age that we live in, that you know this this digital age that you know, and video game, you know, that industry is is huge. You know, it's it's really growing quickly, but. What we're seeing now that I've gotten more into this board gaming industry, I've seen that how quickly the board game industry is growing. Um, even this year, you know, in the in the age of, of pandemic, where where a lot of people aren't playing games outside of people yeah. that are in their house, it's it's a really booming industry right now. And I think, and this is just Dean speculation, but I think it's for that very reason, Doug. I think it's because people crave that intimacy with other people that they can't get anywhere else. You know, if you if you've been zooming a lot with people, you know, our churches are zooming Our, you know, if your students, your, your classes are, are zooming, it gets, you get zoom fatigue very quickly. And it's because I think we're made to be in close proximity in, in this intimate setting with right. other people that we're just not getting from that. And board games offers 
kind of a, again, it's a tool that, that brings people together where you can gain some of that community and intimacy. I guess speaking to families with kids, a way to bring that family together, correct? I mean, I, I think it's so much, so many of our families here are really busy, have, have all kinds of stuff going on. Of course, with coronavirus, that's kind of changed things, but usually so busy, they don't have a lot of time just to be together. And I, I think this yeah. speaks into that, correct? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think I think it does. One thing I've, I've noticed is that a lot more families are more willing to play board games because, you know, we're already stuck in this house together. We, we are forced to slow life down right now. Um, let's let's check this board game thing out. And, and I'm seeing a lot more families that are really, uh, really digging into that. So so I've got a question, too. And this is just uh, this is personal, obviously. I, so the, the, the board games I know, right, Monopoly. Um, and, and that's a yeah. good one. Now, uh, my son and I have sure. gotten into that, and I've even I, I've even let him in on some of my strategy now because I whoop his tail most of the time. I'm interested to know your family. You've got how old? How old are your boys? We They're, have an eight year old and about to be five year old. I just that just it's amazing how time goes. But <laughs> so with your eight year old and five year old, and 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 maybe if anybody ever listens to this, right? Um, what what board games when you when you think of board games that you play with your eight year old and five year old or maybe even up you know I've got as young as an eight year old and as old as a right at thirteen year old so what 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 games pop off at you when I when I start saying hey Dean give me some stuff I need I need to connect with my kids <laughs> what are some games you need you know okay I believe I really believe this. I believe that everybody has the capacity to be a board gamer because there's so many different genres out there and what, you know, what connects with you, Doug might not connect with Randy uh, and might not connect with me. And so, you know, with, with my oldest son, for example, theme is really important for him. He wants something that's going to have a little bit of a story that's going to actually feel like he's doing something. So like a, a game that we've played with him is a game called stuff fables. And in this game, you take on the, the role of a stuffed animal and you're going on these missions together. And there's this, this book that kind of walks you along what's going on there. You know, you're rolling dice and to determine what happens in different combat. So he loves it. He loves the, the cool pieces in it and he loves the story element of it. Yeah. Uh, some people don't like that. You know, some people like to, to think more about like, you know, these, these strategy games, some people like those kind of games. My four-year-old tends to, I think he'll play pretty much whatever we throw on the table. Um, he likes this game that it's called Draftosaurus, where you are, you have these little dinosaur meeples. Remember, we know that uh, now. Meeples, so little wood. We got these little, are they dino meeples? And so you take those and you're, it's uh, Draftosaurus. So you're drafting these meeples onto your board. And at the end of the game, you, you look at the different colors, different kinds of, of dino meeples that you have on your board to determine who wins the game, like depending on which ones you took. So he really enjoys that one. Um, yeah. And, and, and like I said, I, I think finding a theme is, is pretty important to a lot of different people. But also, I think that kind of in the, the industry that I'm in, the, that, that board game industry, there's this, uh, there's this stigma, I guess, that, you know, if you play Monopoly or Yahtzee, that you're not a, a real gamer or whatever, which I think is totally untrue for me. You know, if you enjoy the game, play it, you know, if you, if you enjoy the yeah. game, who cares what it is? Um, 
yeah, just, just play what you enjoy. So, I mean, realistically, and this is one of the things as Randy and I were kind of prepping for this, that kind of came up is just, it's actually simplicity, right? It's rolling back into something before we had all this technology that distracted us, misled us, that led us into something that was about individual. And it's, it's actually simplifying that whole process with games and going back to community. I love that, again, that, that you guys have, have turned this into a mission focus. Um, and it's become yeah. something that is, is a part of not only your passion, it's a, it's a part of, of who you are as a Christ follower. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's exactly right, Doug. You know, I'm, I'm always, I'm always figuring out ways, you know, why is God giving me this passion to do X, Y, or Z? You know, I, I've enjoyed tennis throughout my life and God has opened up some doors through tennis for me to meet people that I would not have met before. Uh, with board gaming, it's, it's so unique because it, again, it's forcing you around the table with people that you might not necessarily sit around a table with. Uh, so I go to uh, board game conventions sometime. One of them that I really enjoy is called Tennessee Game Days. You get about, uh, I don't know, I don't remember how many people are there. I think it's like a thousand people or something like that uh, that are in this convention center. And everyone's there to play board games. And I'll sit down and play a game and it might be with a, an eight-year-old and, a, and his dad and then, you know, this... Uh, you know, six-year-old woman or something, you know, just random people together sitting around the table that are enjoying what they're doing. But what it does is it opens up conversations. And so now, you know, I, I've, you know, have met all these new people that I would have never met before. And it's such a, a, a varied group of people. And I just, I'm a people person, you know, I, I really enjoy meeting new people. It's one of my favorite things to do. And so for me to go to something like that, it's, you know, great. I love it but it opens up opportunities for relationships and in a way that I've not seen, I guess, you know, finding, finding a way to connect with people. I think this is, this is one of the best. That's cool. So, um, if we, um, if I wanted to get in and connect it with Weeple town, <laughs> first you'd have to get the name right. Yeah. Or if, or if I wanted more information on all these games, cause all the games you mentioned, except for maybe Monopoly I, and a couple of others, I, they're all new to me, but if, if somebody wanted to get more information, uh, maybe reach out to you to ask questions about board gaming, what's the best way to do that? Yeah, so they can reach out to, uh, they can go to our website, which is meepletowngames.com. Uh, we also have, you know, presence in Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all those. That's at meepletowngames. And uh, you can, there's contact forms in there that you can uh, use to connect with us. But also we put all of our reviews and playthroughs and things like that up on our website. And our, uh, most of, actually everything's on YouTube. Not everything is on our, on our website. But um, you can go there uh, to find out our, our content. And um, I think that's a, a great way to connect with us. And, and we've got a lot of games listed on there. But there's thousands of games that come out every year, and so if that's you know that's not super interesting, there's a a website that most board gamers go to called BoardGameGeek.com, and uh, we have a, a kind of a, a forum set up on there, a community of people who enjoy listening to our podcast and watching our YouTube channel, and so you can go there to connect with us with us um, just by searching Meeple Town, uh, Meeple Town Guild on BoardGameGeek.com. We just really appreciate, you know, you, you taking the time today to share 
this time with us, first of all, your life, the stories, how, how you've taken your interest uh, and allowed them to kind of turn into a, a, a natural way to have conversation with people and to talk and lead into conversations about Jesus and, and, and engage the world that we live in. I think it's kind of cool. I appreciate you guys having me on here. And it's, you know, I, th- I think it's, we all have different things that we're passionate about. I think it's just seeing God, what are you doing in this? You know, this thing that I'm passionate about, how can I use this to glorify you? How can I use this to bless other people? Um, you know, it might be board games, it might be tennis, it might be badminton or, uh, quilting, whatever, you know, there's a lot of different ways that God can use us and, um, uh, ways that we can bless other people. I appreciate you saying that because that, that, that was definitely one of our questions is, you know, what would you have to say to people? And, and a lot of times we look and we think, I I don't have the ability, right? I don't have the ability because I don't know the Bible well enough. We've, I've heard that multiple times thousand of times of of people and it's not always necessarily about knowing the bible well enough but just living living the bible living in the community in which you're given and this this is really cool it's such a cool exercise and a cool way to to slow down to simplify to be in front of one another in a community and and to gather together um around a board game strangely enough which (laughs) <laughs> which I know you well enough, Dean, and and like I said, and hopefully in future episodes we can we can get to hear some of the stories of people you've met just because you slowed down, just because you've been present with people. So, again, like Randy, I want to thank you for coming on and and joining with us in this beginning here. Um, this is our first podcast. We we uh, we appreciate uh, any comments, feedback. As our direction is being forward, uh, please understand our goal is always to honor God by the experience of real life, real stories, and real faith you hear on this podcast. May God bless your life as you live out the real stories of real faith in your own settings, and as we carry His light in unbroken jars of clay.